Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast. My name is Andrew Roberts, and in today's intro, we have a special guest that has stopped by to help me out. How did we do, neighbor? <laughs> Just kidding. This is Charlie Roberts, my wife, coming off a nice little sleepy poo nap. We don't need to. And it's been a long weekend of work for you. But last week was actually an international holiday, Valentine's Day. It's true. How was it? It was wonderful. We didn't do anything on Valentine's okay. Day. We celebrated actually the weekend after. If you're listening to this in real time, it's last weekend. And we just had a ball. We went out to dinner, saw a movie. Isn't it romantic? Yeah, it was, was the name Was the name of the movie. It was romantic as well, the date. But that movie was good, too. Yeah, it was surprisingly really funny. It was. Today on the podcast, the, the real meat of this episode, I had a special guest who you know. I do. What's his name? Yep. I'll, let you, I'll let you introduce him. Right now? Are you ready? I'm ready. Joe Calderon. That's right, yeah. And so Matt and I had the opportunity to bring him on and interview him. He is an entrepreneur himself. He owns his own business. He has a production company. He actually started off loving photography and just taking pictures at weddings and stuff and has grown his business into what it is today. He's well, it's a two-man show. It's him and his wife, Katie, who you've also met. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful together. We love them. Yeah, we had them over for dinner just about a week ago. About a week ago. Oh, a week ago. And they're just great human beings. And so, like I said, it's a two-man show, and they're really, you know, just doing a great job with the content that they put out. Joe's very talented at his photography and his yeah, videography and his graphic design and things of that nature. And then Katie's great at... You know, being a good business partner, and we actually talk about that in this episode. I was, you know, really excited to get him on, and Matt had some really good questions, and so did I. And so it was interesting to hear his story on uh, where he came from to where he is today. So, Charlie, I hope you listen to this episode. I listen to every single one. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, that's one way to treat people is by lying. But also, Charlie, thank you so much for helping me out with the intro. Okay, listeners. If you guys like hearing Charlie on the podcast and you want to hear more, leave us some comments, leave us no. some reviews. Go over to actually here's the plan. Go over to our Facebook at Tree Homes. Leave us a comment or a post on our wall saying we want Charlie. It's Charlie without an e on the end. We all know this is not going to happen from anybody. We'll see. We get a lot of listeners. So, without further ado, here is my good friend Joe Calderon. Today we have the um, awesome opportunity to speak with one of our our good friends, a guy who has really helped us uh, on the professional side of things as well, uh, Mr. Joe Calderon. Uh, Say hello to the people. Hello. How's it going? (laughs) Joe and his wife Katie uh, own and started their own company, um, which I I tell people it's a production company. Would that be accurate? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It is Calderon Creative, and it is... Well, you do more than, you know, 
production, you do web design. Correct. You also yeah. so, uh, creative. Let's call it a creative company or something right. like that. Yeah. yeah. So we do uh, video production. We do photography, web design, design, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. And um, they, I mean, the quality of the content that they put out is just, um, you know, top notch, really. And we we enjoy it. You know, we follow them on everything they do with other companies, and we've used them for um, our stuff as well. And like with our main, you know, branding video, that's them. That's what that's what we they've done and that's the video that we really send out to people to tell them our story and who we are uh today i really wanted to get joe on the podcast just to learn about his story his background and so joe elevator pitch elevator pitch yeah this is a two three minute on who you are cool sweet uh yeah so uh obviously i'm joe i was uh born and raised in houston a suburb area outside of houston um graduated in 2008 Moved myself to Brenham, Texas, where I spent two years doing, I can't remember. It's just, I had a music scholarship there, and it was you know, an opportunity to go to college, and that led me to San Marcos, where I ended up in Texas State. Uh, spent some years there studying uh, mass communications, and uh, in my last semester of college, I actually started working for the university full-time. So uh, I started working in their marketing department as a video production what am I saying? Digital video specialist. And so I was basically going to classes in my lunch break and working full time. And it was just like, it was an insane semester. But I did, uh, I worked for Texas State for two years. Then I had an opportunity to move to Austin and work for a small uh, men's fashion boutique store at the domain. And so I did marketing for them. I was kind of like a one man shop. I did design, photo, video, everything. And through all, all this time, I had always been freelancing. I started off with weddings, and you know, so I was always taking opportunities on the side. And so I spent some time at the at the store, uh, and uh, after that, I kind of had an opportunity to work for myself. And it's something that I had always done, wanted to do. Um, like I said, I've been freelancing a lot of my life, and it just seemed like if if this isn't the time, then when? So I just kind of went all in. And so I started freelancing, and at that time it was just me, it was just Joe doing work. Mm -hmm. And uh, now it's been about five or six months since Katie hopped on board, kind of rebranded ourselves a little bit, make it more of a business, I guess. So we started Calderon Creative. She takes care of a lot of the business aspects. I obviously do a lot of the creative, you know, but she's she's very helpful in that sense. And so we've been kind of an established brand for about six months now, so. Nice. Yeah, man. That's awesome. So um, I want to go back to how you mentioned you got a music scholarship. I did. So were you what what music were you? A, so I was a singer. A, a world class singer. Jeez, no. Songbird of generation. I was in a Red Hot Chili Peppers cover band. If you want to know that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes, wow. Well, that's pretty um, legit. Yeah, I was. This, I'll, I'll show you some videos sometime. Too. <laughs> um, no, I was. Um, I was on drumline all throughout high school. I was a percussionist. So uh, come my senior year, I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought I was just going to stay home, mm-hmm. maybe go to some community college nearby or something like that. And my band director sat me down. He's like, you know what? You should try Brenham. You know, he's like, I'll try to set you up. And next thing I knew, I had a two-year scholarship, and I was packing my car to go to Brenham. I had no idea what I was doing. Wow. So um, obviously, I didn't end up in music. I did study music for those two years. I was in, in, in drumline or whatever. I ended up taking whatever credits I had and going to Texas State with that, but nice. it was cool, man. That's awesome. Good times. Did you uh, did you see Nick Cannon in the movie Drumline? Yes. And that was the inspiration. <sighs> you know, all right. 
So every every, every every drummer will tell you that that movie's terrible. Because, no. Yes, yes, because like what they're playing is just total. Can I cuss on here? Sure. Yeah, Every everything that they're playing is just total shit. Sure. But like when you're seeing that as like a sixth grader or fifth grader when that movie came out, yeah, yeah, hell, hell oh, yeah, that was yeah. inspiration. For sure. I'm not gonna lie about that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought mean, it was cool. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Granted, once once you have six years of percussion under your belt, you're like, wait, wait. like they're not really that wasn't they're legit. not really good at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember watching that movie and thinking it was so cool. For I'm sure. just curious, like what what is it like? Technically, that they're not good at because it sounds cool, but it's right. just not. Oh man, it's hard you know, to explain. It's hard to explain. Yeah, so like the beats that they're doing are like very simple, like very like just generic beats that anybody you know it just sounds good, mm-hmm. but there's nothing like technical to it. And there's like this one particular scene. I can't believe we're talking about this right now. <laughs> there's, there's that one particular scene where they put that machine on his drum and he's like sitting there playing, and the guy it prints out the music. You right. remember? Yeah. And the guy's like, "Look at you," and whatever. Yeah. Okay, that music would not be produced by a drum. That is like something that like would oh come from an instrument. So it's just like totally Liars. lying to you. Uh, it's hilarious. I feel fooled. It's hilarious, man. Um, so growing up, you were an only child, right? Yes, I was. Cool. Yeah. Did you? Grow up with just your parents, or was there any distant relatives around in Houston as well? Yes. Yeah, so uh, obviously I'm Hispanic. So um, well, the listeners can't. They don't know that. They don't know that. But <laughs> now you know. Now you know. Yeah. I'm Hispanic. I don't know a word to be uh, of Spanish. Oh, so wow. I guess it's not that obvious. Um, yeah. So my family actually grew up kind of around here. They grew up in San Marcos, Texas, and that's where majority of my family still is. When my parents got together, they had an opportunity to move to Houston. They were actually like some of the few that moved away from San Marcos. <clears throat> so my dad kind of seeked out opportunity there. Uh, but we did live with my grandmother and my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say I'm Hispanic because I guess that's kind of like culturally a thing there. You kind of like live with multiple people in your homes. Yeah. So yeah, I had my grandmother and my grandfather around me. And I did have uh, aunt and uncles and some cousins that were kind of in a town next to us. So gotcha. other than that, that was it. Cool. Yeah. Recently, my mom told me that when I was uh, 10 years old, I made hair gel, and as a, I guess, for a science project, and then I got so jacked up on it that I wanted to mass produce it and sell it, and she said I went door to door on our street and asked people if they wanted to buy hair gel, and I never knew that I had, like, now I feel, you know, I have, like, an entrepreneurial bug, Right. but I feel like I never had that growing up. Right. I told that story to ask you, is there anything, because you starting your own business mm-hmm. and being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. is there anything that happened in your childhood that really, did you know you wanted to own your business or work for yourself? You know, it's funny that you, you bring it up like that because, you know, as a kid, you don't, you're not thinking of it in that sense. You know, like, like you start in the hell, you look back at it now and you're like, well, I always kind of had that. And looking back on it, I, yes, I always had an entrepreneurial mindset. Sure. I started cutting lawns at a very young age. Like I remember going to the store and like buying paper that way I could print like little crappy business cards and like I would go house to house and give them out. Yeah. Next thing I knew, I had 50 homes that I was cutting. And I was just like, sweet. Every Saturday I was doing that and making some money and stuff like that. As, as the, I've always been interested in cameras. I've always had a camera on me. You know, I have so many old photos from when I had cameras, but whenever I got to college and I realized, okay, I need money, that was my first thing. I was like, okay, what am I, what am I good at? I'm good at this. Right. How can I make money off of that? Let me shoot weddings. Who, who's getting married? So I just started shooting like small, you know, like, and that's, that's really, weddings is really where it started for me. Okay. As in like making a business out of this. And that was 
2009, 2010. Gotcha. But you went to college, mm-hmm. you know, you went that route, obviously on a music scholarship first, and then once you tra- once you transferred to Texas State, mm-hmm. you is that when you chose your degree and you said mass comp? To be completely honest, I had no idea what I was doing all through college. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I switched majors so many times. And I ended up graduating with a mass communications major, and I ended up just grabbing the general specification of that major uh-huh. because, man, like nothing really attached to me at, at Texas. Like nothing really like grabbed me at Texas. I studied photography for a good while, and that was cool because when you're in art school, it, it's very different than just regular college. You know, like your your project is or your final is like this project that you've been working on semester long. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like fell in love with that idea that you like crafting something for an entire semester and like that's what they judge you on. Like Mm -hmm. I I kind of, that's what they're critiquing you on. I really enjoyed that aspect. But to be honest, I switched to mass comm because I was going to finish college a shitload faster than I would have in doing photography. Yeah. So uh, that was kind of my goal there. Man, I have a, a, a love and hate relationship with, College, college. yeah, kind of, to be honest. It was, I'll I'll always be thankful because it got me away from my hometown. Sure. It moved me from Brenham to San Marcos and now Austin. Uh, But if I look back at my college education, there's plenty of things I wish I would have done differently Mm -hmm. um, because I just feel like I didn't learn what I needed to learn. Mm -hmm. Could have been my fault. I don't know. I I love that because I, I agree with you and I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Is like I, I really appreciated it and it changed a lot of my life. But now that I have a kid, I'm like, is it even worth it? Right. Like, I, I'd rather just him get into business. Right. For sure. Yeah. But and there is a lot of value and diversity that you see. So. Absolutely. Yeah. You're surrounded by other people who are, who are probably just as lost as you are, and I think that's like really important for any kid to go through. I have that conversation with my wife Katie a lot now. I'm like, shit. What are we gonna do when we start having kids? Like, you know, like. It was an expectation, I feel like, in the 2000s, big time. Like, oh, yeah. Like, hey, you're going to college. Regard- like, that was just it. There was mm-hmm. no questions asked. Right. I, is that mindset still th- I don't know. You it's know, not. like, it's, is it not? Yeah, that's right. fascinating not, not to me. Not as much. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating to yeah. me. Because it was funny, before we started this, I was just telling Andrew, like, there's no right or wrong way to do this thing that we call life, obviously. And, you know, I was, I, I remember thinking while I was at college, like, okay, I'm away, and these people stayed home, you know, and they didn't go to college. And, like, now I look at it, I'm like, man, maybe they were right the entire time because here I spent 10 years, you know, moving around, paying for apartments, paying for school. They got to stay home and and make money for 10 years. Like, shit, I wish I would have done that, you know? I think a lot of it's what you put into it as well. But, man, I I had this conversation. I I remember having this conversation in high school, separate from college. Like, what are we learning here in high school? Yeah, you know, like I don't remember anything valuable from high school, I, Same. I, and so I have this theory that college should just go away, and people should be able to. I mean, you know, it's good for certain things like doctors, correct, and lawyers, correct. But I feel like in high school you should be able to find something you like and gravitate towards that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. right? Why yeah. couldn't you, you know, gravitated more towards uh, photography for sure in the arts, you know, for in sure. high school? Yeah. No, I think that's genius. Yeah. Again, like I'm not shooting down college, like you said. It's it's necessary for a lot of people, but I think a lot of people can go with the expectation that it's going to be necessary for them. Sometimes it's not. You know, um, I like that idea. I think I just read an article yesterday that. They're starting to implement classes on that way kids know about credit at a young age. You know, I'm like, dude, yeah. I wish I wish that was Absolutely. there, you know, because yeah, now I'm a 28 year old. I'm like, shit, dude, you know, like I wish right. I would have known about that. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. 
So obviously, you know, you went to college, but do you think that you, have, if you had continued like your wedding photography mm-hmm. and let that kind of snowball effect and mm-hmm. you know manifest itself, would you do you kind of wish you could have gone back and and done that? Do you think that your business would be further along? Or Absolutely. you think you would have started Calderon Creative Absolutely, sooner? yeah. I, I totally do. And it was funny. Um, I was um, I was working at a bar during college, and that helped pay for so much because, I mean, you make a lot of money working at a bar. Yeah. You know, it was good times. Good Especially people. Especially in college town. For sure. Everybody's drunk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and there were plenty of times where I was seeing how much money I was bringing home from the bar. Mm-hmm. And the freedom that it gave me to be able to put that into my business at that time, buy some equipment, you know, be able to travel. And there was plenty of times where I just sat at home and I thought, God, I could just stop school right now and just focus on this. Maybe work the bar for a few more months enough to be able to watch this a little bit better. Yeah, I thought about it all the time. But I owed it to myself. I owed it to my parents to finish college in a sense. You know, it, it was obviously an aspiration for them, obviously an aspiration for me. Uh, you know, I, it's something that I wanted to do. So, yeah, man, I, I always had that thought yeah. for sure. Yeah. The second that I saw that I could make money off of something that I was passionate about in a mindset, everything changed for me. Yeah. I, I feel like it's it's hard. It's really hard to quantify everything. And I also think like, college like graduating and getting the discipline to do what's needed i believe it gives you a confidence in yourself absolutely it's hard to measure that right right i would agree that like uh college taught me discipline i mean high school it's i mean it's you're are forced to do things you know by your parents so you're forced to go to school um and then college when you're living on your own like you have to be the one that's responsible to go to class for sure to complete you know assignments and yada 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 right Uh, and so i'm grateful for college for that aspect of it, it helped me to grow up. Correct. But I agree with you that, like, I was, you know, bartending in college, and I was making a lot of money, and at times I was like, why am I going to college? Because you go to college so that you can get a job to Absolutely. make money. But if yeah. you're already making money, then yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. And I think that, like, somewhere along the road, America sold the, I guess, the, you know, the dream. Right. Uh, and college was a part of that. Right. And I feel like now... I feel like the system is starting to get disrupted because that's not what it takes it's to... It's starting to crumble a little bit, yeah. yeah. And uh, and honestly, thank, thank God for that, you know? I mean, we're moving into an era, and I'm, I'm much more apparent, and, and you are too, because you're very, you're very in tune with the marketing aspects and everything that's happening today. Online has changed everything. Sure. I mean, we have kids who are realizing, like, we were just talking about this a second ago, like twitch.com. If you would have told me when I was 11 years old that I could make half a million dollars every month playing a video game, mm-hmm. yeah. like I wouldn't have believed you, you yeah. know? Like, and I think that's fascinating to me because now, like, I think we live in a world where, like, if you do something and you're passionate about it, you're going to figure out a way to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's as simple as that. Right. And I think people are really starting to catch on to that idea, you know? Yeah. I think that's what's kind of crippling the system a little bit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I want to ask you about starting your own business. After college, you you were so you were working for the university. Correct. So that's a got some job security. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you started working for a men's boutique mm-hmm. as a, an employee. Mm-hmm. So that's got some job security right. too. What changed your made that shift? Because everything that you were doing on your own before then, it was like on the side. Right. So as far as like wedding photography and everything like that. When 
did you make that mental shift of like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it, right? Uh, with and throw away you know the job security, do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that process for you? It was it was hard. It was a hard process, and I don't think I realized how hard it was at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell myself like, I graduated college and I had the perfect job. I had the job security. I I worked for the university I could have stayed there for the next 40 years I could have retired at such a young age and and been okay mm-hmm. but I left that because I just I've always wanted to push myself and I've always tried to find opportunities where I was going to take the next step and kind of build what I'm you know interested in you know yeah. and that's why I went to the men's boutique now that's why I freelanced and like I said I, I didn't realize at the time what kind of risk I was making because Job security is such a huge thing, you know, like just having that secure income is so important. And I feel like if there's one thing that I miss today, it's just that, you know, because as a freelancer, especially as a creative and especially in Austin where it's as competitive as it is, mm-hmm. there's no security. It's just as simple as that. You know, you're going to have your good months. You're going to have your bad months. But that's just part of it, man, because I think the most rewarding thing about this for me, having my own business is at the end of the day. The only one who's responsible if you're successful is yourself. Yeah. And so if I wake up tomorrow and, I, and I'm and i broke or I'm short on money, how do I fix it? I go find some work. It's as simple as that. You know, like, and like, that's the most rewarding thing to me, I think. Yeah. I, and I, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd like to talk about the video that you did for us and the mindset of what I, I like to always talk about is big picture thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you gave us a great deal. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, basically essentially did this really good video that's our main video that we've got, I don't know, maybe 5,000 views now on, right. on every place that people have seen it. Right. And you did that very cheap to kind of show us what you can do. For and sure. And now we're probably going to do a lot more stuff together. Right. Um, so I just think it's important that you know, people that are trying to do things long term understand like it's a long game. Absolutely. And, and you sometimes it's, it's smart to leave some on the table. Right. Um, so I, I just thought that was interesting. And yeah. Kind of curious your mind. Is that how you were thinking about it? No, well? absolutely. You know, and when I when I first started this, I mean, I literally went from one night saying I'm going to leave my job to the next morning, saying okay, I'm going to work for myself and I'm going to. I spent almost a week just emailing anybody and everybody that I could think could possibly need work Mm -hmm. just to see what would happen. And I did a lot of work for free in my first few months because, I mean, you have to do favors, to be honest. It's as simple as that. And, like, I know there's this whole struggle with people, like, you shouldn't sell your work for free, you shouldn't sell yourself for free, you know, yada, yada. But, like, you want to make connections because that's how you figure out who wants to, who am I really going to want to work with, who's going to really want to work with me, you know? Right. And I, I love that opportunity, you know? Like, I feel like we should be able to give each other favors because we're, we're all in this, we're, we're all fresh in this in a weird way, you yeah. know? Like, I want to help y'all out. Y'all are helping me out. Look, I mean, Matt just told me he's throwing my name out for people and stuff. Right. That's all I can ask for, man, right. you yeah. know? And so if I can help y'all out in one, one small way, then hell yeah, I'm yeah. going to take that opportunity. Absolutely. For yeah. sure. When you're talking about like people say don't give your stuff for free and have a value, like part of it I understand what they're saying, but right. I pretty much just disagree with that. Mm-hmm. It's like go and add value. Who cares, man? For sure. Like I'll do anything for free, and I I meet people and meet people that are asking me for advice. Right. I could easily say that's a waste of time. For sure. My time's way more valuable than this, but mm-hmm. you do things the right way and think long term. Yeah. I think that's a huge key. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is something that Matt, you and I have talked about uh, on the podcast before. 
the more you give, the more you receive. Right. And yet, you know, we don't do that for the, we don't give, you know, with the expectation of receiving. Right. But that's just, I mean, karma, I believe, is real. Absolutely. You know, and well, this is a perfect example. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I Absolutely. mean, obviously, like, you know, you, uh, Joe, have a great heart. You're a very giving person. And, you know, your business is, is growing and getting better and there's more awareness. And, Absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, so I firmly believe that, you know, that's a, a real thing. Yeah. You know, I'm going to speak as a creative because, you know, I feel like this world is just like, overwhelmed with creativeness every kid can go on youtube and be like i'm gonna buy a camera i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be able to do this and they come up with this unrealistic idea that like i'm gonna be able to charge this and people are gonna want it and it's just like it's not like that for me the business and and katie tells me it all the time she's like you are a business owner you are more than just what you are creatively you got to think about the relationships you're making you got to think about the business aspect and to me running a business is about relationships that, mm-hmm. that's what it is for me yeah, you know absolutely. yes i get to make these things for people but at the end of the day like i mean who would have thought that me making that video for you we'd be here recording a podcast today you know like sure. and we built a relationship you know and yeah. that's that's all i can ask for i work for two brothers in san marcus they actually own the bar that I worked at, you know? And so I started at the door checking IDs right. in 2012. Yeah. I moved to being a bar back, bringing home a couple hundred dollars a night uh-huh. to them seeing, oh, you have a, you, you do photo, you do that. And then I started kind of doing social media for them. And then I, I stepped away, you know, I, I left the bar and it finished off my college. But I had built a relationship with them that I didn't even know then yeah. because I was a, a good employee. I was a trustworthy employee mm-hmm. and they knew my talent. And so whenever I started freelancing, they were one of the bones that I threw out. You know, I, I reached out. I was like, hey, man, I'm about to do this full time. Mm-hmm. What do y'all need? Can I work for y'all? Mm-hmm. And he's like, we actually would love to use you. Yeah. And now I see them every Wednesday. I see them every Wednesday. And I've been with them for the past two years doing that. Awesome. And to me, like, that that's just another relationship. You know, how cool yeah, is that? I agree. And, and we used to have this debate in high school again about... You know, is it about who you know or is it about how hard you work? Right. And we would struggle with this. And right. I always wanted to say it's about how hard you work. It doesn't matter who you know. Right. But the more – and thinking that, like, who you know is set. That's a weird thing. Uh, that's why I told myself. You just work hard. It doesn't matter. For sure. But the more I learn is, like, it is a big part about who you know, and it's who you get to know. Like, go do it. Right. You know, it's not about just who your family is. For like, sure. For I've sure. met thousands of people just by you know being aggressive and reaching out and, and right. that's a huge that's funny that you bring that up because i was just telling angie the other day we, we're friends on facebook now you and i yeah. and i was telling angie i was like dude i love seeing matt on facebook because like you have no shame like you right. will like if you see something you will comment on it and i see that or like you'll like yeah. reach out like hey i'm gonna be in san antonio today let's who, who's out here to meet up like yeah. i love that man like, i met a guy on twitter yeah and I, and I went over and hung out at his house the other day in san antonio yeah, yeah. Dude. random that's guy so funny yeah. man i love that yeah. you see katie always tells me like i'm too humble as a business owner which i can totally agree with like i hate i i don't want to be that person that is just like so in your face about like like such a salesman about it like you're not like that you're you're very humble about that and i'm just like i'm I'm having a hard time like finding that meeting of like okay like how are you still how do you still remain humble and like but at the same time you're very aggressive about what you do and i I think you've you've found a good fine line of that well i I don't know i mean i never really thought about it like that right um i think if you're just being yourself and you're humble then that's how it comes off absolutely um but my buddy told jeff told me that the other day he's like man you just go get it i'm like absolutely and and he you do too like him he buys cars and i'm like if you you hear someone who's doing something you're gonna gonna want to go talk to him so it's just it's just natural yeah and I don't even think twice about it because I'm passionate about it and I'm trying to just add value where I can and figure it out. For sure. Since high school didn't teach us anything about business. Right. 
then I'm really curious how you learn that side of what you do. Cause mm-hmm. the creative is like what's natural and you're probably always improving for that. Sure, for sure. But like, you know, creating an entity and filing taxes and right. billing, like how did you learn that? Um, you just do it. <laughs> like you just, I mean, you, you literally, uh, I started in August of 2017 like I said, it was in my head, I was just like, I'm going to email all these people. I'm going to say, I can do this for you. Cool. Well, how does that work? What do I price that at? Well, you know, how do, how do I uh, give them invoices for that? And all, you just do it, man. Yeah. You know, honestly, like, you know, as a wedding company, you know, it was very, very easy. Like, you know, that wasn't business. That, that was like people reaching out to you because they thought you had pretty work and all that kind of stuff. And so that, that was very different from what I'm doing now where you're working with, you know, small businesses, larger companies that need video work. I mean, it's it, for me, it's just been baptism by fire, honestly. You just kind of toss yourself in, and you just go for it. Because I didn't know how to create an invoice. I didn't know how to, you know, file taxes like that for, for business, you know? Right. I've just been filing taxes for myself, and now i got to do all this other stuff. And Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's, it's, you, you just do it. You just do honestly. it. Honestly. And I, I'm learning every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we're, we're very different in, like, every client to us is, is, is unique. And every project that we take on is different, different from any other project we've done. So our pricing is a little hard. If somebody comes to me and they want a 30 second video, well, that's going to be this. Somebody else comes to me tomorrow and they want a five minute video. Well, that's going to be different than that. You know, so pricing has always been a struggle for us and especially staying relevant to other people in the market, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the hardest thing that we've been trying to nail. Um, I just showed Andrew the other day, we're coming up with some package options that I think will be like pretty standard for us moving forward. So it's, it's funny. I've been doing this for two years and now I'm finally, okay, I, I've got packaging options, you know, like, right. which I, you know, I should have had two years ago, but I didn't. Well, yeah. Hey, and it is what it is. You're always learning, yeah. you know? For you, does it take the same amount of time to make a two minute video as it does to make a five? Hmm. Yes. It's really dependent on the video. Like, let's look at y'all's brand video. That was very detailed. You know, we had yeah. three different interviews. Right. We had multiple locations that we were shooting. Yeah. We had voiceovers and music happening on, you know. So yeah. that took a little bit more time to cut together. Right. And then look at the house flip video that we did. That right. ended up being almost a six-minute video. But yeah. it was very simple because it was just the camera rolling right. while y'all kind of walked through a house. Yeah, one so like, location. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it just really depends. Yeah. It just really depends per project, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, with that said, it's hard to price things. Sure. Somebody comes to you and you're shooting this video and then it ends up being a way bigger project than you thought. Okay, well, you, I got to account for that. You yeah. Know? So it's, just, it's, a, it's forever a struggle for yeah. sure. It's so interesting as a business owner who is uh, so creative as you are in the industry that you're in. You know, there's not really like a, a standard price for things. Right. Like you know, I mean, you know, a pack of gum is ninety nine cents, and that's right. what it's going to be for every brand that does it. Absolutely. You know, but for what you do, it can really vary. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to uh, earlier. You paid Matt a, a great compliment about you know how he's so proud of, of what he does in his company, and he's he has no shame. Right. Um, one of my mottos that I kind of try to remind myself of every day when I come to work um, for him is. Uh, it's more of, I don't know, a saying or something. It's if a, if a tree falls like in the middle of the woods uh, and no one's around, does it make a sound? Mm-hmm. And so I think about that when, I'm, when I think about like our brand awareness mm-hmm. and telling people about who we are and what we do. Right. You know, we can work as hard as we want to in property management, but if no one knows about us, then, you know, does anybody know about us For really? Sure. You know For what sure. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so 
I say that just because like what you do is great. You know, your quality of work and, and everything you do and obviously the passion that you put behind it is awesome. So let people hear the tree fall, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I totally agree. And it's it's funny you say that because like Katie again you see this is why she's she's part of the company That's now. That's why you need her. That's yeah. why I need her. And I wish she was here today because she would have so much more to say. Uh, <laughs> but like honestly, yeah, I mean I get so caught up in making a video and sitting at my desk for 12 hours editing it that I forget like oh I gotta show people that I'm doing this you know yeah. and like it's it's huge because you know here I am as the business providing you the client what y'all need to be able to showcase what y'all do mm-hmm. now it's a double edged sword for me because like here I am you know focus on, on y'all right. but I gotta kind of focus on myself too at the same time sure. so it's just it's, it's, it's a hard it's a hard concept to like juggle like your social presence a little bit at the same time yeah yeah i totally agree with you yeah i totally agree with you on that so you um obviously brought your wife on to to join the business as well so Mm -hmm. it's just the two you guys Mm -hmm. running the show what are your future plans for calderon creative do you want to grow it we've known people in the property management world who they're a one-man show and they have a certain amount of properties that they manage they don't manage anymore and that's it right less and they're golden by themselves right so what's your plan man my plan you know it's it's funny i love working with small businesses i think small businesses are are huge Mm -hmm. like i I feel like small businesses is kind of what builds everything today you know and i i want to continue to just help use our services to help small businesses kind of like grow and, and, and flourish in that sense. So with that said, I would love to, you know, like, like my clients, the brothers in San Marcos, I would love to like have more clients like that. I would love to build a book of just like small businesses who, who need us on a monthly basis, you know, but moving with that, moving forward with that, I'm going to need more of a team in mm-hmm. a sense. And that was a huge reason why when Katie, you know, decided to hop on with me, we wanted to make a brand that felt more than just like us, you know? At the end of the day, it's still us because it's my name, you know, Calderon Creative. But mm-hmm. I think the creative aspect gives us the opportunity to grow as a team if we need to, mm-hmm. which I hope we do. Because honestly, I, and I'm, I'm already feeling it and it's only been the first month of 2019. But I, I could potentially need a designer at some, to- at some point in time. I could potentially need somebody who can help me edit mm-hmm. because, I mean, I, I am just one dude. And, yeah. and There's and Katie, only 24 hours in a day. Katie is just one girl, and, like, she can only answer and submit as many invoices, you know, edit, you know? And so, sure. um, it, yeah, it's already starting to stack up, and think- thankfully it is. And, um, and moving forward, I love the idea that I can kind of – either contract or you know bring on some good friend and you know being a creative i know plenty of other creatives so i already have friends that you know i've kind of put the bug in their ear a little bit like hey man if something comes across my plate and i can't handle it you interested absolutely let's do that yeah cool so that's that's kind of moving forward man i would love to build a team off of this if i can have a video editor if i can have a designer cool let's do it Mm -hmm. let's do it man yeah with with your business side of it um are you ever reaching out to other guys that are doing the exact same thing that you are or that have and just asking them business advice like absolutely yeah um i think the most important thing to do when you're freelancing or whenever you're a small business is to connect with other people in the field um i i 
I have a friend um, who reached out to me as soon as he moved to Austin. He was like, hey, man, let's have some coffee. And we go and sit down. We just talk creative, you know, for hours. I love that. I had a guy reach out to me on Instagram the other day. Sweet, let's do it, you know. So I, I love that idea because um, you can share a little bit of your struggles as well and hear theirs out. And, and we're all in the same boat, man, you know. And I, are. You know, and I love that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that. Austin is competitive. Austin is competitive, especially for the creative agency, especially in real estate and everything. Austin is a competitive place to be. But I love that because if a client is needing something, I can offer that to them. But right next door, this guy can offer that to them too, you know? Mm -hmm. But we all have different visions and how we do that. And I love that. I love that I could produce something for y'all that maybe somebody could do that's going to have a little bit of a different flavor to that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's inspiring to me. It's inspiring to me because... It pushes me to be like, okay, what do I need to do to maybe be better than that? Or like, or what do I need to do to be different from that? You know, mm-hmm. and I love that idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I love being in an area that's so competitive. Yeah. So you work with your wife. Right. And that is something that I kind of wanted to ask you about. Please. Yeah. <laughs> because um, I love my wife, Charlie. Yeah. And I've thought about, like, I've had ideas about, you know, going into business with her, starting a business or right. something like that. Right. And she's a person that I really think that, you know, I could be around 24-7. For sure. So how is it with, you know, working with Katie? Have there been growing pains with that? Because obviously, you know, you guys have had your separate careers before you guys started the company. Correct. So how's that going? Yeah, man. Because so Matt, you know, Matt works and with Lexi, his you know, wife. Yeah. That's, they, they started just the two of them. Right. Uh, so they've been through the same, some of the same For stuff. For sure, yeah. Well, first, Matt, tell me a little bit about your experience, and then I'll, and then I'll snowball man, off that. I, I was literally just thinking how I felt about that. Right. I, I don't know what I think. I mean, we, we've been doing it since we were 18. Right. I feel like I've just been work, busting my ass for nine years. Right. And their struggles, you know, I wish that, you know, I say that I wish that I'd, you know, shut it off more and mm-hmm. have more family time. But the, the other side of me is like, this is the time to do it. And I'm, I feel like I'm making a ton of sacrifices. For sure. And uh, I feel like in Lexi's world or before she knew me, that's not how she would want it. And right. But I, I have this plan and this vision and I just think that, hey, trust me, it's going to be worth it. Right. And I don't, you know, I don't know everything and I could be wrong and wasting st- my time, but... Right. But I, I tell myself that I love it, and I'm just working hard. So yeah. it's definitely a struggle, man. I, like I, Every night I try to shut it off and go walk down the street, and I'm like thinking, you know, in my head. Your mind's just racing, Yeah, right? my mind, yeah, my mind's, sure. it's, it's like a blessing and a curse. My mind just never stops. For sure. Ever. And that's that's the one of the challenges of having a business is, like, it doesn't shut off. No, like, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I think, man, it would be really nice to, you know, leave at 5 o'clock and yes. stop on the weekend, but... I'm willing to make the sacrifice. Right. So that that's I don't know if that answers. No, it, it totally that that was perfect, honestly. But I'm still going to answer this. Okay. Um, no, it's funny. Me and Katie had the conversation the other day because, she, and just to be completely honest, yeah, uh, as a husband, I don't think I give my wife enough time. You know, like it, it is what it. That's the way it is, and I hate that. And we always have that conversation, and and thankfully she's part of the business and she sees a lot of it as well. And we had a conversation the other night, and I told her. It's like when you're in college and you have that feeling that you know you have a test coming up or you have homework due 
and it's like that anxiety feeling, you know, that you have to do something. Mm-hmm. I've had that feeling since 2010 when I started this business. Like, Dude, you, wow. you know, my language. yeah, like I've had like, you know, there's always that thing in the back of your head. Like, shit, I have I have to do that. So, I, man, I cannot turn it off, you know, real, real quick. Yeah, go uh, for it. Because I, I talked to Lexi about this and sometimes I'll wake up and I'm like, I'm, I'm panicking. I'm yeah. like, I'm not doing enough. Yeah. I'm sure. freaking out. I'm not doing enough. Right. Do you, do you have that? Absolutely. Yeah. So to be completely transparent, like Katie still works full time uh, for Banana Republic. She, she's a merchandising manager. She's got a great job there. And that's what she went to school for. So she loves merchandising. It's right up her field. Granted, moving forward, we would love for her to be you know full time with a business. That's obviously the idea. So her her hours are intense. Her So she has to be in the store when no one else is because she's setting up the store, making it look great. So she wakes up at four every morning and is at work by five. And there are nights when she wakes up at, or there are mornings when she wakes up at four and I'm still awake because my mind is just racing. I'm just laying there next to her on my phone. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I couldn't sleep. No, She's man. like, why? She's like, I'm thinking about business. I'm thinking about, I need to respond to this person. How am I going to respond to that person? You know, yeah. all those kinds of things. We look at our life and I'm just like, man, we or the furthest from like your normal like husband or you know she wakes up at four goes to work at five and she's in bed by like eight thirty or nine mm-hmm. and man there are times where she's walking out the door and i'm standing at my desk uh, you know mm-hmm. trying to bust out a video for the next morning right. i'm like all right i'll see you i'll see you when you get home you know i'll probably be asleep but like we're like on polar opposite schedules and it's, it's crazy sure. and you can ask her she always tells me she's got this she's gonna hate me for saying this but you know i'm just being transparent here she's like she gives me a list of my priorities and she always tells me that she feels like she's not, you know, number one. She always feels like I fall behind the business. Okay. And that hurts as a husband to hear, yeah. obviously. Thank God I have a wife who's as understanding as she is, you know, yeah. because I, I wouldn't have been able to do this for two years. Simple mm-hmm. as that. I don't know how much longer I have to be able to do this. Right. I, you know, I'm thankful every single day that I get to do it. I'm thankful that I have her there. And that, especially that she's part of this now, you know, to help me out moving forward. I need to figure out how to balance my life a little bit more. And I don't know if there's an answer to that. I don't either. I, you know? I struggle with that. And my conclusion is you. Do, I, I believe you don't. Right. Like, this is the time to right. do it. You're not going to sure. do this forever. We're all fortunate to yeah. have great wives. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so I, I really believe this. Mm-hmm. I believe that if Lexi was truly unhappy, that she would really get that message to me. And I would say, screw it. I'm done. Right. I actually really don't care. I'm, I'm doing this because I believe, I see that this is what's going to be best for us. Right. And, it's, and it can come off as selfish, but it's definitely not. Like, right. We're working. Yeah. You know. No, yeah. I feel selfish a lot of the times. And I'm right. just like, man, you know, like. Maybe I do need to change something. Maybe I do need to, maybe she's right. Maybe I need to hear her out. And and we always, we break apart for a little bit and then we come back and she was always like, you're such a hard worker. You know, I'm so, you know, we, you know, everything's fine, you know? All right, let's move forward. Yeah. What are we going to do next? So I, th- I think that part of how I see it is from Lexi's perspective is it doesn't actually matter if I spend two hours with her or 30 minutes. Right. But it's if during that time I'm very present and intentional. Correct. Yeah. And you know, thirty minutes to an hour of like me and you can right. go a long way. And yeah. you can still get all your work done. Right, right. You right, know right, what right. I'm saying? So For sure. it's I, I need to get better, but yeah. just consciously thinking about that. Absolutely. And making commitment to it I think can go a long way. And and communication. Like sometimes 
you know, we'll wake up and Lexi's making breakfast and then I'm like, I got to go. I yeah. got a meeting. Yeah. You know, all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I need to tell her that the uh, day oh, before. Absolutely. It's like, that absolutely. sucks. She'd make me breakfast and then I bail. <laughs> yeah, you know? dude. I feel horrible, but yeah, I'm, saying, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, go to SeaWorld or whatever. I'm right. going to work. Right. You know, for sure. This brings me back to what we were talking about earlier about the importance of uh, relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with uh, our wives, obviously. You obviously. know, an important relationship to yeah. us. But especially for you two guys that are, you know, working with your wives. Right. At the end of the day, you know, the relationship is what's most important to you guys. And I feel like that's what is helping you guys continue to be successful in your business. For sure. Is because the relationship comes first. Right. You're making those sacrifices for the relationship. For sure. And it's awesome that you have wives that see it the same way right you know no totally i i mean gosh ever since i've started this there's so many people that i've run into that are really like man i'll never start a business with my wife i couldn't imagine doing that I'm like why not yeah like it's the one person that you 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 tell everything to right you spend all your time with yeah. like who else's judgment and who else's like criticism can you take better than like your partners sure. you know I mean, thank God, you know, I think me and Katie have a very open, like very, not open relationship. Dude. No, very, very no open, judgment. very open communication in our relationship. So, you know, we, we tell each other when we're pissed off at each other. We yeah. tell each other what we did wrong, you know, stuff like that. And I'm so thankful for that, you know? Absolutely. Um, hopefully we said enough good things about our wives and we don't get yeah. put in the dark. Yeah, 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 for sure. Brownie points. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you one last question before we kind of wrap things up. Being an entrepreneur, being a risk taker, I wanted to ask you for your one piece of advice that you would tell our listeners on getting started in a business or taking a risk. Because obviously most of our listeners are interested in real estate and or you know entrepreneurship mm-hmm. um, and real estate is a risk uh, even though it's a calculated risk you know it takes you know uh, really a leap of faith right and same thing with you know starting your own business and being an entrepreneur right so what would your advice be man and it's as cliche as it can be but it's like what I've always believed in just do it mm-hmm. you know like honestly just just put yourself out there you're gonna you're gonna have doubts your entire life your entire life i have doubts you know about college and all that kind of you know whatever but i do not have doubts about what i can provide because i have put myself out there and i will continue to put myself out there to remain successful Mm -hmm. you just got to try it you know if if you have a camera start shooting whatever for free if you have to you know you put yourself out we live in a world where like everybody sees everything thankfully for social media use it you know i have so many friends that have huge followers on social media i'm like why aren't you using that to your advantage you know if i had that i'd be figuring out how to make money off of that somehow you know right I, i mean just take every opportunity that you have because we live in a digital age and we are surrounded by you know, so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you just got to put yourself out there, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I 100% agree that if you wait till you're ready, you'll never get started. Right. You'll never be ready. There's yeah. no right time. Right. Yeah. Uh, I started this business out of a night of being like, okay, I guess this is it. You know, like, yeah. I guess I was up all night. I was like, all right, this is the time that I'm going to do this. And uh, two years later, cool. <laughs> Still going. That's awesome. So I'll take it, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you for the advice. Uh, so I'm going to put all your information in the show notes, but tell people about 
well, I guess what you kind of maybe a little short excerpt on what you provide for yeah. businesses, kind of like what you did for us, for sure, and then how they can find you. Yeah, so we provide uh, video production services. So you know, any type of online media that you're looking for, two minute video, thirty second video, anything like that. We also provide photographic services if you're a brand needing, you know, some brand photography, anything like that. If you are just starting up and you don't have any type of branding, we can help you out with that. We do design services. We just finished a couple of projects helping some folks um, create branding there. And as well, we'll help you um, create any kind of social media strategy that you need. A lot of people have issues, you know, trying to figure out what to post and what fo- good photos look like. All right. You know, that's what we're here for. And then your website and how people can find uh, out. Yeah. Website, website is calderoncreative.co.co, not .com. And then uh, social media, we are um, Calderon underscore creative. Cool. Yeah, Calderon yeah. underscore creative. That's it. And uh, we're going to have some pretty cool videos coming out with you soon, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Same, man. Yeah, same. Yeah. Cool. Well, like I said, I'll put all your information in the show notes below. Joe, thank you so much thank for you all. your friendship. We yeah. really appreciate you, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Absolutely, man. It's a fun time. Yep. Sweet. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.